Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beeby-dow Let our voices sing him up Here it is again. Oh my. In fact, I knew it was going to be here. The microphone. That's because, welcome to another episode of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Which episode is this? Episode 13. Lucky number 13. Not unlucky number 12 or less than lucky 14. Lucky 13. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how next week goes. But this is lucky number 13 for us tonight. Yes, it is. For all of you American Brews and Tunes listeners out there, you already know what we're about to talk about this episode because you know what we have listened to. Yeah. For everyone else who has pretty much not listened to this podcast, which is... <laughs> maybe maybe you're just joining us. Maybe you're this just joining us. That's episode. the best way to phrase it, I suppose. Yeah. But then again, if this is your first episode, here's a little uh, outline of a little what outline, this podcast is. A little summary. Is. Every week, me and Jesse recommend albums for each other to listen to. Yes. Myself, an avid punk rock listener, recommends a punk rock type album for Jesse to listen to. And myself, a avid folk indie other, you know, thing besides <laughs> punk listener. Alternative. <laughs> alternative. Yeah. That's what I, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, recommend an album uh, in that in those genres for Steve to listen to. We listen to them for about two weeks and then we come together and talk about them. And what do we? What else do we do? We drink beer. Yeah, we try. We we try to do a new brew every week. One that we haven't had. For those of you who are thinking beer, we're not drinking Budweisers or Coors or anything like that. No. Or even Miller. Or PBR. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking craft beer. Yeah. American craft beers. So each each week we try a brand new one. We each. I have a brand new beer, and Jesse has a brand new beer. And we try them. We talk about them. Yep. So that is the format. And here's the podcast. Yeah. So last week, um, well, do you want to start off with with beers or with, with music? I mean, let's just well, let's just start off with beers. Let's that's start off with beers. Do. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you have this week, Jesse? Um, I have a, a beer by Abita Brewing Company. And for those of you who don't know, Abita is you might have heard of the brie, the beer um, Purple, Purple Haze, which I believe is a raspberry lager. It's Pretty popular. You can find it at a lot of bars. Yeah, yeah and it's that's, really popular. That's brewed by Abita. Um, too sweet for me. I've had it once before. Um, I, I had I, it when I was freshly twenty-one, and I liked it. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, haven't had it much since. I know a lot of people who who like it. My mom likes it a lot. Yeah, she, Cheryl does like it. Yeah. Um, Shout out but to But anyway, Cheryl. this is a uh, their shotgun double IPA. Interesting. Yeah, and on the front there's a some sort of house um, atop big hops. <laughs> Yeah, the, the house is literally sitting on, on a couple hot flowers. Yeah. I like the colors, though. It's like a weird there was another, forest green, blue, and There was another brown beer orange. I had from a beta called the Andy Gator. Yeah. And I've never had it, but... It kind of tasted like Upchuck. Okay. It was not pleasant. <laughs> oh, puke. Yes. I was trying to say <laughs> it politely. I thought, I, thought you were, uh, I thought you were trying to get me to say, what's up, Chuck? Oh, not much. What's up with you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. No. And what, um, are, what are you having? I am drinking a beer by the brewery Yellow Hammer Brewing, which is oh. in Huntsville, Alabama. I've been wanting to try stuff by them yeah, and recently. This beer, and actually David Evans, the Wedge, has been to this brewery and played there. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, I'm kind of curious. Maybe we can go down with him and, and check it out. It'd be pretty sweet. Anyhow, this beer is called the Frankenhammer, or as the Germans would say, ah, die Frankenhammer, yeah. Um, <laughs> and this beer is a Belgian-style dark ale aged on toasted cherry wood. Hmm. So it sounds kind of interesting. That'll probably be quite flavorful. Yes, and I've actually had this for almost a year, and I've been. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's 2015 on the bottom. It says yeah, so maybe almost two years, and I've I've had it stored in my closet in a dark temperature. And And it says store cool below 50 degrees. I probably had it stored a little warmer than that, but it's been cool in my closet. Should be alright though. So what do you say we Um, we crack these, pour them, and and see what we think? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. What say you? I say say you. Yes. That was my Lord of the Rings reference for the week. (laughs) <laughs> for the week. 
What say you? Do you have one every week? No, just this week. Okay. Or, right. or you mean that was the, for the entire week? Yeah, that's for the this only... whole week. That's the only reference I'm going to do. To Lord, to Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, intentionally. We'll see. Ooh, that smells good. Mine looks fairly uh, bubbly, very heady, so I might need to pour this carefully. Very slowly. So as not to... As not to rustle overflow. Up, rustle up the grub. And I was incorrect. It's not as bubbly as I anticipated. <laughs> it's also not as dark as I thought it was going to be. Well, it's pretty dark, and this it's kind of hard to tell in this frosted oh, glass. Oh, that's true, yeah. I mean, it, whenever it was pouring out, though, it's not like as dark as a stout. Yeah. But it is a Belgian. Dark. Mine is essentially the color I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, like a very a, coppery orange. What do you expect from a double IPA? Yeah. All right, let's 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 give these a try and see what we think. Let's okay. say the magic words and cheers. Sounds good. Shibbity-be-be-dow! Oh, my. This is... Much more funky than I thought. Really? Yeah, than you thought it would be? Yeah, it's got this real light mouthfeel, like mouth, uh, mouthfeel, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a tartness to it. I don't know, maybe they put cherry, wood, cherry juice instead of cherry wood? No. Yeah, well, I know, they they might have used cherry, a little bit of cherry flavoring. Yeah, but it's... Uh, I mean, the, obviously cherry wood doesn't taste like cherries. I'm going to have to let this warm up a little bit and see what I think about the flavors, because I'm not too keen on it right now, but maybe it'll get better as it uh, warms up a little bit. I'm going to have to do the same with this one. So far, the hops are... Um, what's the, I'm trying to look for the right word, because they're not, like, piney, and they're not... Um, they're almost more malty than hoppy. Well, maybe it's the malts. Yeah, yeah, it's like... It's just a a standard, like, not... Or you know how you can... It tastes like hop smell. Yes. That's what what this tastes like. Yeah, if... It's good. Like hop pellets? Yeah, like hop pellets. So it's not the flavor you kind of want out of a hop, but it's not But it's not bad, bad, though, because I I enjoy the smell and I enjoy the taste. Let's do a little switcheroo and see what we think. Okay. For those of you who are listening and can't see, we just passed off beers. And for those of you who don't know what the term switcheroo means... We just passed off beers. It's like when a kangaroo like trades you something, you know? <laughs> like it's like Crikey, mate. Let's let's switch a roo. Poo! The talking kangaroo. What are they what's the nickname for kangaroos? Um the small ones are called Joey's. Joey's. Crikey, watch out for that Joey. He's got a mean right hook. Yeah, I I, I just chased your beer and I uh I you kinda get, see what you, you mean. Get what I'm saying? It's not my favorite hop flavor, but it's not bad. This is pretty good. It's good, but these like do you see that tartness that I was? Yeah, it's kind of nice. I wasn't anticipating because I, I figured since it's aged on cherry wood, it would well, have more of a woody flavor. That also could be because it's been aging in your closet for like two years. Yeah. Anyway, it's possible. Uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on the beers as, as they uh, warm up. And for those of you who uh, know right. about our podcast, <laughs> like I just did, we keep a, a tally of belches. Yeah, there's a burp tally that we do every. So every, whoever has uh, the most week. burps. Each episode wins a prize. And in the past, we've had fun prizes such as someone has to buy the other Taco Bell, someone yeah. has to buy the other beer, someone like we, we've had a dollar bill at stake, and even a little candy bar. Yeah. But this week, we put it a, a, a little bit of a higher prize, I think. You know what? I think it is too. This week, the winner with the most belches receives the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess comic book. From Free Comic Week Day. Yeah, and it is kind of like a Japanese comic book where you have to read it backwards. Yeah. Which and it's, it looks like it's odd. black and white. It is all black and white. Uh, Minda is in it, it looks Mid- like. Midna. Midna. And Link. From Twilight Princess. Uh, Link actually talks. Yeah, that's kind of weird because Link's not supposed to talk. If you guys know anything about Zelda, he doesn't really talk. But it looks kind of cool, though. Yeah, so the winner gets uh. that. Oh, so tied up. We each have one belch so far, but let's let's keep it up. We'll keep our tally, and we'll let you know who wins at the end. Also, it is time to check in this beer on our favorite beer app, which ever. is Untapped. Yep. For those of you who don't know, it's a social drinking app, which means every time you have a beer, you can check it in with the with your rating. With your rating, you can t- describe give a, a description, a, bit. a picture. You can say where you're having it, and your friends will be able to see what it is, and they'll be able to comment on it. They'll be able to toast it. All kind of fun things. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great app. Great for craft beer lovers around the world. It's a super, super great app. Yeah, so they're not paying us to say this. We just really like the app. Nope, they're not sponsors. Check it out. But they are awesome. Anyways, let's move on to the uh, the second portion of American Brews and Tunes, which is not the brews. It's the tunes. It's the tunes, everybody. Shibbity-beep-a-tunes. 
Chibita Beep Tunes. Ha! All right, do you want to go first this week? I, I believe I've gone first uh, more recently than than you. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? All right. So, what did you? What have you been listening to this past? Uh, well, two last weeks? week you recommended me the album Punk and Drublick, uh by the band No Effects, uh, which I have been growing to like uh, recently since you've been starting to show me more of their stuff as well. And they have a significant back catalog. Yes. Um, when did they form? Oh, I believe it was like 83. 83? Okay. Yeah, it was early 80s. I think it was early 83. 80s. 82 or 83. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're getting up there in age, but they're still kicking. Yeah, they are. Um, and we actually met them once, kind yeah, of. Yeah, in Nashville. You mean at Becca. A, at a book signing. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, we like met them. Yeah, we said, hello, yeah. your book's good. Your book's it was, <laughs> interesting looking. It was funny because there was a Jesse who went before me, and then Fat Mike was like, another Jesse? What the heck? He was like, I'm going to spell your name the girl way. He did that for me, That's too. So he did. He spelled my name Steph. Steph. <laughs> Steph. Yeah. It oh, was I, got a, a, I got a fist bump from Fat Mike. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, he, so that, that was kind of cool. He made fun of my Joey Cape shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, but uh, this, the album's Punk and Drublick. The band's yeah. no effects. Um, this is... Well, I can give it just a... Yeah, go, a, go for a it. A one-sentence background on this album. Yeah. Uh, no Effects is a popular skate punk band. Um, they're very influential into most of the punk rock, rock, post hardcore, any type of rock genre. Probably had some influence from No Effects. Yeah. This is their defining album. This gave them the sound that they're known for. And I think a lot of people would point back to this album as being one of the bigger influences on their musical careers. Okay. So it's so that, that's probably it, why you recommend it. Not my favorite album, but it's it's a big one for them. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's a great album. I can't it, say yeah. I, like, I really like this album. It's just not my favorite NoFX album. And if you haven't if you haven't noticed, um, they switched around the P and the and the, the DR in drunk and public. So it'd be drunk and public, but it's punk and drublick. Classic. <laughs> They're known for their humor. And yeah, some of the some of the songs are really funny. I guess language warning. Uh, if you're offended by language or anything suggestive, No Effects is probably not the band for you. They have a lot of satirical things, uh, a lot of political yeah. things, and they're not, they're not afraid to use curses. Yep. So if you're easily offended, don't listen or listen carefully. So for the previous weeks, we've talked about every single track in depth. We're trying to cut down on, on time. time. Yeah, we by realized... Popular, by popular request, we've literally, had some people tell us. Literally. Yeah. Um, my family. Yeah. Said sometimes it just gets too long, and so and that's we thought true. We, we're not going to have hour and a half episodes anymore. We're going to keep it to an hour or less. And so, so shout out to my mom. I think it was my mom for suggesting why not just talk about your four favorite songs. Yeah. So we'll talk about the the recommendations, and we might briefly say like a word or two about the other yeah, songs about the other tracks. We're only going to really them. touch upon the the good ones. So that yeah. that's, uh, uh, took us thirteen episodes to figure this out, but yeah, here we are. So let's go. Here we are. We're still still making it happen. In in uh, basement floor studios or whatever the studio's called. Bedside Manor Studios. Bedside Manor Studios. That was close. Basement floor. Um. So anyway. <laughs> basement, basement floor. We're on the second story. <laughs> I know. It's close. There's a floor in here. Know, and speaking of floors, the first track on this album is called Linoleum. Oh, that's a floor. And I just want to say outright that I give it five out of five. And I also recommended it, and it definitely is the number one track I would recommend from this album. Well, by golly, I'm glad you said that because it's a fantastic sound. Yeah. Such a great album opener, too. It really is. Um, I mean, like you said before, it's like this is the sound. Like, this song is kind of like the sound that No Effects is. Yes, I would essentially. agree. Essentially. And I'd say that this is probably their most popular song. Yeah. Yeah. By probably a lot of people's stand. Like, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of musicians, too. Yeah. I mean, there might be... Obviously, that's up for debate. It's pretty uh, subjective. Yeah. But I th- I'd i say that it's this might be the popular one for, as far as for somebody, As far as somebody who likes No Effects, you ask them, what's your favorite song? They'll probably say, uh, Linoleum or The Decline or something. Bob. Bob. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's a great song. Um, anyway, this song is super fast, and a lot of their songs are super fast, so I'm not going to say that for other ones I recommend. Um... But the first line is so great. He says, Possessions never meant anything to me. I'm not crazy, but that's not true. I've got a bed, and a named dog, and a dog named Bob, and a guitar, and a dog named Bob who pees on my floor. That's right, I've got a floor. So what? So what? So what? 
so much. Oh, it's just so good. It is. And so... Does it go into a chorus? No. It doesn't? No. There's no chorus in the song? No chorus. What a strange thing for a punk song to have. I know, isn't it? What what a strange thing for a... Normal, any song. Normal, any song. Yeah, there's no chorus. chorus. Um, You could argue there's a hook, maybe like a melodic hook, but there's no chorus. It's the hook. I mean, like, even the guitar part in the beginning, the... Yeah. But... So I kind of... From what I can tell, this song is kind of about, like, scraping by... To like make ends meet, which like is kind of like what a lot of their songs are about, and he's mm-hmm. like he's spending a lot of nights getting to getting really getting to know linoleum, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sleeping on the floor and like what I don't know. That's just kind of what it seems like to me. LTL, love that linoleum. Yeah, LTL. You know what we always say? LTL. Little, little, <laughs> That's what we always say. So, old. Maybe we could try to put that on. A t-shirt. A t-shirt or, <laughs> or Urban Dictionary or both. Wolf. Love yeah, that linoleum. Wolf. Wolf. All right. Move. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. <coughs> no, I started drinking and then laughing at the same time. All right. Let's move on. <coughs> oh, man. Ugh. And again, we'll only briefly touch on the songs yep. that aren't recommended. Uh, track number two is called Leave It Alone. Leave It Alone. And you might re- remember this... Uh, Never mind. I was gonna say you might remember this song from the Broken Bells album, but I do the, the title anyway. Yeah, because I was disappointed every time I listened to that song because <laughs> it wasn't the No Effects song. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to say about this song, I gave it four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the 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 da the da na 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 Yeah, I I just love that part when it's I catchy, get to, isn't it? yeah to the chorus. Yeah. It's like. Like, I just make sure I want to snap my fingers and smile whenever yeah. I hear that. It's like elevator, almost like el- you hear on an elevator. <laughs> yeah. But awesome. um, But essentially that song is about pretending everything's fine and not trying to change anything. They're like, leave it alone, just leave it alone. Like, I know it's a problem, but just, we, we won't try to fix it. Yeah. Great song, four to five. Uh, track three is called Dig. Um, it's fast. As most, most of their songs are. Um, there's also an awesome bridge in it where it like slows down, like way down. Yeah. And then speeds back up. Um, good song. We'll give it four to five. Okay. Uh, track four is called The Cause. The Cause. And the chorus is, We're just doing this for the cause. And that's essentially all yeah, you really need to know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of like a satirical song about like a lot of people who say like, Yeah, we're doing this for the cause. The greater good. And then, the greater good. Yeah, and then one of the, the lines... The greater good. One of the lines that he says is, Open your eyes. Don't trust these lies. Hmm. So, like, we're not... Like, people usually aren't just doing it for the cause. They have, like, selfish motives. Yeah. Normally, I guess. Normally. Not all the time. Um, but I give that four to five. Um, the next track, track number five, I recommended. It's called Don't Call, Don't Call Me White. Don't Call Me White. Don't yeah. call me white. Such a great beginning. He just, it just starts with him screaming, Don't call me white. Don't call me white. And then, um, yeah, then the super, 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 super fast, fast drums. drums in. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Sm- uh, smelly, right? Yeah, Smelly plays the drums. Yeah. Oh, he is, man. He's a fast drummer. I don't know how he gets that kick pedal going, but he does. Yeah, he's and When that great. kick pedal gets it going, you can't stop it. You can't stop the kick pedal when it starts going. <laughs> you can't stop it. The kick pedal. Smelly kick pedal. The smelly kick pedal. Smelly is the name of the drummer. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not his real name. His name, name is Eric, I think. But Eric or they, something. They call him Smelly. There are two Erics, right? Eric yeah. Melvin and Eric Smelly. So there's Melvin and Smelly. Melvin and Smelly. And then El, El Jefe and Fat Mike. And El, El Jefe was with them on this album, right? Correct. Because they're at Trumpets. Yes. Um, but anyway, Don't Call Me White. It's a, uh, it's kind of a really deep song, I think, anyway. Uh, I gave it five out of five, and I recommended it. Um, but it's essentially about, like, people judging you based on things that you can't change. Which, so, like... Almost like last, um, couple, a few weeks ago when I had you listen to Minor Threat, and they had yeah. the, uh, Guilty of Being White. Yeah, like yeah, that, exactly. Theme-wise. Yeah. Wise. yeah. So like some of the some of the lyrics are like, um, like I didn't choose to be like I was born into this. I was circumcised and then, like told what to do or something something like that. Yeah. And so then he like talks about how like, 
I don't know, like people have like malice and spite towards certain people for no reason, like essentially simply based on skin color. And so that's why he says, don't call me white. Yeah. And then he, like one of the, uh, I think one of the lines was, he's like, uh, um, base, where he essentially is saying base, like what you think about me on my actions rather than things I can't change about myself. Yeah. So I, I think that's a, a fairly decent like thing for everybody to realize and think about. I agree. Is that like there are a lot of things that <clears throat> people can't change. You know, a situation they're born into. Word. Their skin color. Yeah. Or whatever so else. Don't, don't judge someone so on like that. Don't, you know, judge someone solely based on that. Exact. Exactly. <sighs> Got another sip here. Um, but on to track number six. This song is really funny. It's a joke song. It is a joke song. By far and large. It's a slow song. El Jefe slow sings song. it. Slow song. El Jefe sings it. It's, it's called My Heart is Yearning. And it's, uh, I won't go into much of the lyrics because they're, uh, <laughs> for the best. they're interesting. Um, but they, he plays trumpet on this song. It's awesome. My heart is yeah, and he, yearning. Yeah, and he sings like in a really weird voice. He's like, oh, my heart is yearning. <laughs> it's like. It's a joke. It, yeah. The whole song's a joke. But it is kind of like a nice change of pace. Yeah. From like the rest of the super fast stuff. Um, I gave it three out of five. It's, it's goofy. It's funny. Yeah. Um, on to track number seven. I can see that being a recommendation for you. I love called that. Perfect Government. Why did the cat <clears throat> get so fat? Um, and onto that, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Because <clears throat> it was very close to being a recommendation. Ooh, like, very, it. very close. I could see that being a but recommendation. But I, I, I chose 4, and so I didn't want to choose 5. Fair enough. Um, but this it's, song is a super slow start. It's a cover also. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, really? I don't remember who did the original, but this is a cover. Did not know that. Um... Very slow start, very big entrance, Yeah, and then slow again, and then it stays fast and big for the rest of the song. Um, yeah, and the main line is, how did the cat get so fat? And it's essentially an anti-government song. Yeah, the cat much. is the government. Yeah. But then the bridge, and then in the bridge he says, and I wonder, and there's like a nice pause, and he says... How can they sleep at night? How can they sleep at night? Mm. And how did the cat get so fat? Back into that. Really catchy song. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 because I almost recommended it. Um, I think it's a cover. I could be wrong. <clears throat> I have no idea. Who knows? But on to track number 8, which is called The Bruise. Ooh. I really like this song. They're not talking I... about beers. No, they're not. They're talking about Hebrews. Yeah, the Bruce. <laughs> two two of the band members are Jewish, actually. Uh, Melvin and and Fat Mike and Fat Mike, yeah. And so they sing about being Jewish. Yeah, and I mean that's essentially what this song's about. But they use a lot of like really Jewish terms like Hasidic and uh, Manischewitz. Yeah, Manischewitz. Goyim. And then at the end of the song, they're like, he's like, "Hey, you schmucks, let's hear it one more time for Herschel." Yeah. <laughs> And he has like the Jewish accent or that whatever. That was El Jefe again doing the yeah. goofy voice. Yeah. It's like, I like yeah. the song a lot. It's a really great song. Yeah. Um, it's like a song about Jewish guys hitting the town and partying pretty <laughs> yeah. much. But they got to be back for Saturday morning. Where the bruise, sporting anti-swastika tattoos. Oi, oi. We're the boys, <laughs> the orthodox Hasidic OG boys. <laughs> it's really catchy. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a funny, funny. song too. Yeah. Yeah. I give it four to five. Yeah. Um, on to track nine. It's called The Quasit Worsh. I believe I'm saying that right. I've never known how to say the song. Um, it's it's but, basically just an intro for the next song. Yeah, it's mo- yeah, it's mostly an instrumental intro for the song but Dying it, Degree. It rocks. I love this song. Yeah, it's super fun. It's, and I, it's good. And I unfortunately don't like the next song as much. I wish it would have been something yeah. else. Yeah. But the chorus in the next song does get stuck in my head. Dying Degree. Dying Degree. Yeah. Graying at me. That gets stuck in my head. Um, Would you give rating wise to both of those songs? Uh, three out of five for track nine and three point five out for out of five for track ten because I liked it better. Fair enough. Um, but essentially, dying degree is a song about questioning life and like its purpose. Essentially, it's important. Uh, track eleven is called Fleas. I gave it three point five out of five. Actually, I like this one. I like it too. Um, but all these songs were less catchy than the other than songs the that ones I really you wanna, liked. Yeah, yeah. Um, or less good. Yeah. 
in my opinion. Yeah. But you say they're still good though. What rating did you give Fleas? Uh, three point five out of five. Fair enough. Um, starts out with some bass chords, and essentially the theme is uh, follow what I say, not what I, but not what I've done. Yeah. And Which, and after reading their book, like I could. Yeah, I can definitely see, see that. See why they would suggest that. Learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Lori Myers lived under the state. Yep. Track 12. That song's fast and really catchy. Track, track, uh, track 12 is called Lori Myers. I gave it 5 out of 5, and I also recommended it. I wouldn't have guessed that, but it, it's a very good song. So because I, um, I think it's a, it's, well, it, it brings up a lot of interesting questions, you know. Agreed. About life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it seems like the whole song is kind of a rhetorical question, and it also has a really awesome girl singer on it. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot the Kim girl Kim singer. Shattuck. Whoever that is. She was in uh, uh, the Muffs. I don't know. She was in a Some lot. Of, she was in a bunch of bands. Like other like yeah. chick, chick fronted punk rock bands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so essentially, he he like has this character who has a friend named Lori Myers when they were growing up and like their parents were best friends and so they were you know they always hung out and essentially he like no- knows a lot about her so much so that he can recognize like a birthmark. Okay, and then he like sees a flash on a TV or like sees her in a magazine, you know, like a dirty, no, not the best magazine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I recognize that. And he's like, I think I can probably save her from that lifestyle. But then it switches over to to Kim Shattuck, I believe is how you say her name, mm-hmm. singing. And as she's, Lori? Yeah, as Lori. Yeah. And she's essentially like, like what? Like I'm, I took control of my own life and I'm making my own decisions and I'm making 50k a year, and I'm like saying where it's where where it's going. What's the problem with that? Yeah, and so like it brings with this rhetorical rhetorical question. I don't know if rhetorical is the right word. Maybe. But this uh, this question about like you see someone else who's in trouble, but they're okay with the fact, or what you believe is in trouble. But they don't. But see they're it that but way. they don't see it that way. They don't, they don't see it as them being in trouble. They see it as but good I, for them. Then again. When you, when you like say you got a buddy who's like got a heroin problem and they don't see it as a problem, right? I mean, this is a little. But bit that's different. that's different. This is yeah. a little bit different because I, I suppose but. that situation she would be in. Some people may call victimless crimes. Yeah, but also, drug addiction could be a victimless crime. No, I mean it depends on if you're alone or if you have if you're family. If you're just and, using drugs, it's victimless. But if you start stealing stuff to start paying for your yeah, drugs, exactly. Then, it's yeah. a. It's, but it's, anyway, it's hard to compare. We're, but anyway, we're side, regressing too much into uncharted territory for bruising tunes. Essentially, this song leaves it open ended. Yeah, like it just ends with her saying something like, uh, "Like I don't see, I, like it doesn't, like I was fine until you tried to save me, or something like that." I can't remember exactly what she you know says what? to end it. <coughs> oh, burp number six. Six nice. for me. Um, but, but yeah, that, I really, it's a I really, very good song. I really like it. So it's super catchy too, and Lori Myers. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's a good song, and it's a pretty kind of a deep subject too. I don't why though. The next song I like even I like more, even though it's not a deep subject at all. <laughs> yeah, and so the next couple songs are not deep at all. Um, so we're gonna bust through them real quick. Track thirteen is called Jeff Wears Birkenstocks. And, and Birkenstocks are like those fancy those sandal weird type sandals, things, right? yeah. And it's, it's supposed to be comfortable and expensive. Yeah, and it's oh oh gosh, oh, that was a double burp you just had. <clears throat> and Jeff it's, don't it's, wear it's, regular shoes. Yeah, it's a song about how Jeff wears Birkenstocks. Jeff don't wear regular shoes. It's fast and it's catchy and it's fun. Yeah, but it's not deep. That's about it. I give it four to five. Yeah. Next song, track fourteen is called Punk Guy. Uh huh. Oh, four I to like five, that song. Uh, super fast, and it's essentially about a guy who's so punk. That at the end of the or towards the end of the song, El Hefe says, "He's even more punk than me. He's even more punk than me." (laughs) So it's just about this guy. But they reference some other like crazy hardcore punk guys, like Gigi Allen, even. Mm -hmm. Like crazy young and Gigi something. He also says he's straight out from Green Bay, Wisconsin. (laughs) But if you're ever um, at all curious about like some crazy hardcore punk guys, Gigi Allen. Is in a league of his own. Uh, the dude had a messed up life, and he—I really? he, I, I can't remember. He might have just been like the lead singer of the Gigi Allen band or something like that. But he's—we uh, won't talk about him on here. But if you're ever at all curious about some messed up life of a crazy punk rock hardcore singer, Gigi Allen, look into it. Just very interesting life. Really? Yeah, messed up and very. 
he had a messed up childhood, messed up life. It was just a crazy, crazy story. Yeah. But enough about that. Anyway, uh, the next song is called Happy Guy. It's track number 15. It's funny that it comes right after Punk Guy. Yeah. I gave it a four to five. And essentially this song is about, um, I don't know if it's a guy who they, who they know, who they, who they knew, um, but essentially he found religion. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty obvious that uh, no effects don't are very anti-religion. Or by this song, maybe not anti-religion, but they just, say they anti-religion, just they're just, just apathetic towards it and they don't believe it. Yeah. Because in this song, essentially, it talks about a guy who, who found happiness, like true happiness through religion. Exactly. And then they were like, just leave him alone. Like, that's working for him. They were saying, leave him alone. <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, anyway, would, you rate, would you rate that song? Did you say four, four to five? Okay. Um, track number 16, Rico. I gave oh, five out of five. And this is one it. I'd recommend too. Yeah. Rico. It's so good. Try to understand. Yeah. So the first, I'll go, I'll go quickly here, uh, but it's slow the first half of the song. and it's like reggae-ish, about, right? Yeah, like reggae-ish. And there's an awesome, like, clean guitar solo. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, it's talking about this guy, Rico, I guess, at an end of a party, and, like, the house is a wreck, and, like, there's nothing else to do but just leave and, uh-huh. like, be done. And then the second half of the song is not slow, it's fast, and essentially the party is a parallel to how he feels about government. Yeah. Pretty much. So, like, they well, I might have to come look in into the lyrics more to see the government thing because I, I never really paid attention to oh, the Oh, they, they talk about the government so much in the second Makes half. sense. Um, he says, Mr. President! The first line is, and the fast part is, Mr. President. I probably heard it. I just <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, last track. And you recommended Rico 5 I out of 5. I did recommend, yeah. Good deal. For the, the fourth song. Um, yeah, 5 out of 5. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but track number 17 is 4 out of 5. It's called Scavenger Type. And it's essentially um, about this guy, Bill, who like plays in bars, and he's trying to gather up enough change to buy a steam anchor pint. <laughs> anchor um, steam? Anchor steam pint, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, because they're from uh, San um, Francisco, it's a brewery. Yeah, and it's like just a song about a guy trying to survive in California, pretty yeah. much. But I was never a huge, huge fan of the song. It's good, but... It's, I like it. It, 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 ends, my it ends really abruptly when uh, the last line is, No one did see him die. And then just it cuts out. Kind of a sad thought, isn't it? Yeah. But then at the end of that song, though, there's some there's like some joke, bonus content yeah, of where, El Jefe yeah, talking El, and singing. Yeah, like El Jefe is like doing other voices. Yep. El Jefe is an impressionist. Um, uh, Impersonator. El Jefe is an impressionist of sorts. There you go. So they put that to use there. Yep. So enough about Jesse's album, which was Punk and Drublick by No Effects. Yeah, um, if you want to look more into it, check it out. Yeah, and it's again, a great album. Again, we'll post the link on our website, which is brewsandtunespodcast.com. Make sure to check it out. Go there and click on the Episodes button, and you can click on the episode that we're recording right now, which is episode 13. And again, if you are if you do not like curses... Don't listen to that album. Don't listen to that album. If you don't like curses, the album that Jesse recommended for me is okay for you. Yeah, a little, which bit, is a little bit better. The album Policy... By Will Butler. Um, and if you know who Will Butler is, then you know Arcade Fire. Yes. Will Butler is the keyboard player slash multi-instrumentalist yeah. from Arcade Fire. And he is the younger brother of Arcade Fire's lead singer, Wynn Butler. Yeah, Wynn Butler. I'm not really sure what Wynn is short for. Winifred? Winifred. That's a girl's name. <laughs> I just thought of Arthur. Dora, Dora Winifred Reed. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember Arthur? Yes, I do. That was, that was her, her middle name was Winifred. That's so weird. <laughs> um, but uh, Will Butler after, I think this was, this was like 2013 or something like that. I think it was around the Reflector album, which is by Arcade Fire. I think yeah. in between a touring schedule, he came in and recorded these songs that he'd written. And it, I, I'm not sure if he's written for Arcade Fire, but surely he's written because he wrote the score for the movie Her. Oh, really? He, yes. I did not know that. He he wrote the score for Her, and he got a Grammy for it. I love that movie. Uh, I've never seen it. I know there's some awkward scenes, but it's supposed to be a fantastic very awkward, movie. Very awkward, but very good. With Joaquin Phoenix with a mustache and a, a robot. Very, a very good commentary on our current society. Like Black Mirror. Yeah. So, yeah it's, anyways, um, he wrote this album and recorded it. Uh, rating wise, that's so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'll have to check out the movie and the soundtrack now. That's really cool. <clears throat> I rated Jesse gave a four, like a five star rating. For I what? gave for your songs. 
Oh, oh, your rating. For I your gave mine song. a five donut rating. Oh, because because what today's day is National it? Donut Day. It's National Donut Day. All right, so uh, jumping into this album, or depending and, on how you spell it, Dognut Day. Well, I say donut. D O N U T. Oh, nice burp. But some people do the D O U G H. But that's too much spelling. Let's be honest. Too many letters. Um, shorten it up. Like no, no effects album was seventeen songs long, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, wow, burp crazy over here. The Will Butler album is eight songs long. Yeah, the deluxe version is like 13. Yeah, but I didn't listen to that. Yeah, I told you to listen to those, the regular yeah. one. The first song is called Take My Side, which I gave three and three quarters donuts. <laughs> uh, there's a, a, healthy, love, a healthy bite out of that donut. How long did it take you to draw these donuts? <laughs> uh, longer than it was worth, but it's worth it. It's um, so funny. This song uh, uh, kind of sets the tone for the record a it's not like Arcade Fire. And if you actually look up anything about the album, he's going for like an Americana rock album. Yeah, definitely. Um, and actually, I don't, I don't know if you listen to Nirvana. You'd have to listen to Nirvana a lot to pick up on this. Uh, but on one of their B-Sides albums, I, it was, um, I, I can't remember what it's called, but one of those B-Sides albums, there's a song called Ain't It a Shame that Nirvana plays, and I swear that guitar lick and, and drums is almost exactly really? the same as this. And that's what I think of every time. Really? Um, but it's not my favorite song. I like it a lot, and it sets the tone for the album really well. I'm gonna take my side. Are you gonna be on my side or their side? It's good, but I don't recommend it. <clears throat> okay. Because uh, I'm only recommending, it's only a four, an eight song long album, so I'm only gonna recommend three. Okay. I can the next song, I number two, is one. Anna, and I do recommend this song. It's a great song. I gave it Four donuts and some crumbs. And some crumbs. Not not five donuts? <laughs> not five. And not even four and one quarters. <laughs> and some crumbs. Some crumbs. It's, it's above four. There are some literal crumbs next to that fourth it's like, donut. It's like people are placing the donuts on the rating scale, and then they just happen to, like, their hands slipped on the last donut. It's it scraped kinda, a little? Yeah. And just kind of, like, they flicked their fingers yeah. like this. Flick, flick, flick. Anyways, I literally hated this song as soon as I heard it. I love this Quite song. literally, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> this is what I thought. This is pretentious, weird, and super synthy. And, like, the, the melody's dumb, and I don't like this song. <laughs> I, I did not like it, and I was like, this is stupid indie music. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then after listening to this for about a half a week, literally, I listened to this for so half funny. a week, and I found myself singing it, like, at times I wasn't listening to it. Yeah. And I was like, crap, I like this song. <laughs> Um, the main hook that he does is this one line. It's like, and it comes in even in the chorus when he says words. Gotta make money, my money, money, my money, money, my money, 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 money. Yeah. And so I, obviously, I recommended it. So it's it's in my top three. Um, I did listen to an interview yeah. that uh, this guy had with Will Butler on a podcast called... You, you haven't told me about this yet, yes. so I'm excited this about this. This podcast is called Song Exploder. I'd never heard of it, and then uh, Becca told me about it. Nice. It's where uh, this one guy interviews members of a band. They're usually really um, popular bands. Like about what a song means? About normally? a single song. Like They had a Dropkick Murphy's one, too. Like, oh, really? Yeah, so it's, they, they kind of outline one song, the engineering and the lyrical content, and so... He talked about this song, Will Butler, hmm. um, and I guess he he got the Arcade Fire drummer. He booked him for like a week of recording, and he had him for one like they recorded all the songs he wanted for the album. And he had one day left. He's like, "What should we do? I've got I got a couple of voice memos on my phone. Maybe we can turn one of these into a song." Yeah, and it was a song he wrote for his son, which I can't remember the name of his son. Okay, well, I don't know either. But he 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 did that, um, and it ended up turning into Anna. Huh. Uh, like he, he just told him to record the drums for a long time, and then they built a song around that kind of with that bum, 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 bum. But it's it's super catchy. Bum, 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 they even bum, they even bum, come bum. with some horn parts. Do you remember that? Yeah, the horn players. I thought that's awesome. Yeah, that's a super infectious song. I recommend it. It's a great uh, song. It's if you don't like it at first, keep listening because I hated it. I was irate well, at listening to the song again. I think I think I know what you mean because after hearing the first song. Like rock and roll song. Yeah, and then like this song comes up. It's Whenever like I first listened to this album, I was like, "What? Exactly? This is weird." It's a big turn from that last. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. But it's so good, though. I love that song. So on to the next song, which is another change of pace. It's called yeah. "Finish What I Started." Uh, I gave mm-hmm. this three and three quarters donuts. Any crumbs in there? No crumbs. Okay, I like this song a lot. It's much slower um, and 
kind of simple sounding. There's a I lot just, more space, I, I think. I just love the message of this song. Yeah, it's a good, a good message. Um, but like it's, it's, it's piano, piano driven. and vocal driven. That's what I wrote. Someone like literally piano vocal driven. Finish what I started. Um, but it's I uh, did my best, but my best was half hearted. I um, ate some beans and then <laughs> I, I farted. <laughs> he doesn't say that. I just wrote that right <laughs> no, now. He doesn't. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not the hugest fan of this song, but I like it. I like how the the verses are are minor. Oh yeah, and then it goes. Uh, and I know what I want. And it's a major chorus. Da, 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 so you got that big da, da, contrast da, da, between, that, between verse da, da, and chorus. Da, 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 da. But you can tell the difference between yeah. verse and chorus just yeah. based on major minor, and it's nice. Yeah. But I don't recommend it. Yeah, so let's move on. Uh, song number four is called Son of God, mm-hmm. and I gave this song four and one half donuts. Wow, I figured you would like which this Which I song. recommended this song. It's okay. acoustic and vocal driven. It is good. much faster, and it's a super catchy song. Yeah. Um, I'd, even, I'd even go as far as to say dancey. It's kind of got that, almost like that folk. I, w- I don't want to say hipster folk, but like, you know what I mean? It's not hipster at like, all. It's, it's, but you know what I mean, like that... Not like Mumford and Sons, like I mean, folk. I I mean, I know the generalization that you're making. Let's go like yeah. indie folk. How about that? Okay. Let's go like his indie folk feel. Uh, lyrically, I'm I have a hard time telling whether he's saying like he believes in God and he's trying, or he doesn't believe in um, God, so he's not gonna try because it, the it's, proof isn't it's, there. It's it's definitely is it I, ambiguous I think on it's purpose. An, I think it's definitely an anti-religion song. Because I'm, like, I'm so, like 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 I wrote here, I'm leaning towards no, he doesn't believe in it because so. like he says, if the Son of God would tell me what to do, and then dot, 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 then I swear I'd be good. Yeah. Like, if he came down and told me and himself. the catchiest part is, Whoa, whoa, if the Son of God would come down and tell me to turn me my face now, and whoa, whoa, then I'd be good, I'd be good, I swear I'd be good. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. But it's so, I don't think, I don't think he's saying, like, that he's religious, but it's kind of ambiguous at the same time. Yeah, I mean... So maybe he does, but I'm leaning towards no. I mean, he's acknowledging that, like... Um, but He's acknowledging... Yeah, he's acknowledging God. it. God. But obviously, for you to, like, say that up there and, like, write it in a song and you know that people are going to be listening, that, that takes a lot of honesty to, to do that. Yeah. So I respect that. The song's super catchy. That's why I recommend it. Nice. On to song really like number... Foof! Which, for all you non-German-speaking people out there, <laughs> song number five. Song number five. I gave the song... Three out of uh, three point five donuts out of five, and it's called "Something's Coming." It's a good song, but it's 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 a little weird. Though. It's odd. It's definitely dancey. Something's coming, but there isn't synth-y. the end. But if it's not the end, but it's very synthy. I'd say yeah. it's, it's odd. Um, they do some weird vocal things going on here, like there's like all these weird harmonies that almost sound digital. I like not digital, but like processed. Like yeah, just odd. I go back and forth between liking this song and disliking it, but yeah, um, I don't know. I think I like it. I like it. It's a change of pace. I it's, like it, but it's when I like whenever I'm listening to this album, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird song. I like it though. I did read that they came and re like, uh, not re-recorded, but recorded it um, after they did everything else. This was a, a later song that they recorded. Really, um, but uh, it, it's okay. On to the next song though, which I think is the best song on the album. I gave it five donuts out of five donuts. Oh man, the song's called. What I want. Yeah, good song. What I want. Very good song. Um, it's a rock song. Uh, like I mean, straightforward rock. It's like the bass, drums, guitar, vocals. It's nothing fancy. Um, it's fast compared to some of the other songs. You don't have like as much synth stuff going on. I'm, yeah. I'm sure production wise, there's something going on synth wise. Oh, I'm sure. Just yeah. layering, but it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you got a nice space. I and mean, even the chorus is nice. But the verses is my favorite part in this song because mm-hmm. it's just he talks about so much like absurd stuff. Yeah, and I think and overall that's the point. Yeah, like like I'm saying overall, I think the message is he'll do all these absurd things for a girl. Yeah, just for her to stick around and hold his hand and be with him. Yeah, essentially. Like I'm gonna read a couple lines because I think they're so funny. They're worth reading. <laughs> yeah, they're funny. The very first line of the song, he says, "Tell me what you want, babe, and I'll get it, though it might take three to five business days." <laughs> I know, but so it's like tell me like, anything, anything. I'll find it. I, even if, if it's something I need to order online, I'll order. But it might take a couple days to get here. But I'll get it for you. And the one note is the way he sings the song is very funny too. Yeah, it's it's kind of like he's sporadic like, and urgent. He's almost. like, though it might take three or five business days. Like kind of like nervous <laughs> and sporadic. Yeah, urgent. Yeah, it's funny sounding. Um, but my favorite line is the first verse. 
of this, or the first line of the second verse, where he says, "If you come and take my hand, I will buy you a pony. We can cook it for supper. I know this great recipe for pony macaroni. I know this great recipe for pony macaroni. I know this great recipe for pony <laughs> macaroni. It's so funny. It's it's absurd and just but yeah, off but, the wall. But yeah, like, that's the point. Like even if even if you like suggest these really crazy things that don't actually exist, like I'll do them for you. And in the course, he says like." Um, I'll tell you if it's okay, so it's just kind of like reassuring, like it'll be okay, I'll do what you want, and I'll go the extra effort no matter what it is to make you happy. Yeah, and that's what I want. Yeah, so this is my favorite song on the album, another one, it's the the third one I recommend. It's very Um, good. Song number seven is called Sing to Me, and this is another big change of pace, which almost every other song is a big change of pace, Mm -hmm. which goes a lot for his sequencing, for the, the track listing. It's also a lot like Arcade Fire. Uh... Wow, that should be a double burp for me. It was so long. Yeah, right. Come on. Anyway, Sing to Me is single burps slow. only. Slow. Yep. I love this song, though. Did you like it? I liked it. I didn't love it. I gave it four stars because I liked it a lot. You but mean I four donuts? Uh, yes, yeah, four donuts. I don't know why I said stars. Hey, that's a pretty good rating for you. Oh, yeah. Um, it's um, got piano, vocals, and this organ that kind of comes back in. What do you think this song's about? Because I, I love this song. I don't know. I just my main thing was more musically than lyrically for that song. Okay. Um, throughout the verses and choruses, there was chord progressions that I expected to happen that didn't kind of come to fruition, mm-hmm. which left me frustrated yet kind of intrigued at the same time. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the song um, a lot, but it's what just, about what about just the first part um, where he sing, says sing to me and then the chord changes is sing, sing to, to me. no no it doesn't do that he says sing to me. Sing to me. Okay. He says that's the same first note. I thought maybe you'd notice that. I didn't. Well, I didn't pick up on that, I guess. Um, but the reason I really like this song is that he's like talking about like being in a really tough place. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's saying, "Cause he, I'm tired, but I don't want to talk no more." Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm angry, but I don't. One of the lines is, "Cause I'm angry." But I've been very wrong before. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then, uh, but like, but to me, this song, the reason I really like this song is because it's like, it's like, yeah, it's a really intro- introspective song. But it, I feel like he's essentially like asking someone to sing to him, like to comfort him in this time of distress that he's going through, you know? Agreed. Like as he progresses through whatever. Yeah. He's like saying, sing to me because that comforts me. Exactly. Because I love that. But it's a good song. It's a nice change of pace, like I said. Yeah. I gave it four out of five donuts. On to song number eight, which I gave. Are they sprinkled donuts? Uh, or just glazed or well, cake? You know what? Yeah, what are they? Cake donuts? Uh, since it's National Donut Day, I, I did go to Dunkin' Donuts today, and I had a strawberry frosted donut. <coughs> oh, easy there. Don't choke. <coughs> Don't choke. Down the wrong tube. Obviously, <coughs> when I said something about oh. strawberry frosted donuts, Jesse had an excited, weird reaction Whew. and started coughing. Man. But these are strawberry frosted donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Uh, so nice. There you go. Uh, on to song number eight, which is the last track of the album. It's called Witness. Witness. Uh, this is my lowest rated song, believe really? it or not. Really? Believe it or not, I gave it three <sighs> out of five donuts. Wow, that's very interesting because I feel like it's super catchy and awesome and fast at the end. Um, literally, it's, it's fast and happy and catchy. I wrote that. But I think it's kind of cheesy sounding. Um Maybe and, that's the point. Like it's it's a fun and catchy song. I like it, but I almost feel like it doesn't belong on this album, hmm. based on every other song that that happened so far. And, and granted, this song's only uh, the album's only eight songs long, but this song and like you said earlier, it's just a, a, like a collection of songs that he's written before. Yeah, but I I think he should have chose. I, I haven't heard the the thirteen track version, but I'm sure one of those might have gone Maybe better. Maybe one of them would have been better. Yeah. I don't think this was right because I do like this song. I think it's catchy. I just don't think it's right on this album. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think it's the weakest track and would go better somewhere else. Maybe if he had a a follow up album. It's like playing in my head right now. Can I get a witness? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. can I get a witness? Yeah. It's a good song. It's catchy, but I don't think it works with the rest of the album. I think it kind of works with the song. Um, Someone please finish what I started. I don't think so. Yep. Because you're saying, "Can I get a witness?" Like you got to finish this. I'm not like, talking about lyrically. I'm talking about. I'm saying lyrically. Lyrically, yes. Lyrically, Musically, it it's it's too cheesy for me. 
And, and oh, uh, cheesy's kinda, not like cheesy's that, not a bad thing. I yeah. like this song and I think it's catchy and good and fun. But you just thought in the context, could have been in the context of the okay. album, I don't think so. That makes sense. Anyways, that makes sense anyway. It uh, I, I can definitely see why. How no, you, I mean how you, you can hear that. why. But anyways, um, yeah, what do you right. what do you think about right. um Will Butler's album versus an Arcade Fire album? Because um, you've only had me listen to one Arcade Fire album, and that's the only one I've listened to, which was Neon Bible. Yeah, it was early on in the Bruce uh, career, right? There, yes, that yeah. was one of their first ones, and that was one of our earlier podcasts. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, comparatively, I think they are similar, but definitely not the same. Uh, mostly in lyrical content, especially in Son of God. Like that one's very. Very straightforward and like to the point about the fact that like religion like you know um, whereas Arcade Fire is very mo- much more metaphorical and much more Arcade Fire is hard to, to um, read into way more metaphorical and way more abstract obs- uh, abstract and obscure vague yeah yeah um, but kind of like the same message but it's just presented in a different way does that make sense. I, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And I'd like to hear um, that one album that I know you like, Suburbs? The, the Suburbs, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, eventually I'm going to recommend that for you, but we have to wait a while so we don't recommend the same bands over and over again. Makes sense. Because there's other No Effects albums I want to recommend for you, but yeah, we can't do that quite yet. How about, how about this? Uh, maybe like for our 15th or 20th episode, we'll do a repeat band episode where we pick yeah. one band and repeat an album or like a how about album. how about every you know like certain amount let's do it for 15th because like that's coming up in two episodes yeah that's true um also just a side note for you listeners who stayed through the whole episode um leave a comment below and tell me what you think about this idea we are going to go to a record store and pick up a random record Oh, a oh, very, yes. very random record. Yeah, well, yeah, let me let me outline this. Okay. Jesse's had this idea for a while. Yeah, and we we just haven't done it yet. Where where he and I go into a record store. Uh, there's a couple of fun record stores in Nashville. We the like Great Grimey's Escape, or Grimey's. The Great Escape. McKay's is a good one. McKay's, I, I, I haven't, haven't been there yet, there. but we'll go. Um, and so we're just gonna find a fun looking record for each other to listen to. And maybe, <clears throat> holy burp, that was good. Yeah. So we'll we'll find like a random record for each each other to listen to, and maybe we'll recommend it. Yeah, and so we'll maybe not, we'll make a podcast out of that. Neither of us will know anything about this record, but we will rate and review that random record that the other chose for us. Yeah. So, so it could be some like weird '80s hair metal band, or it might be a country. Yeah, just folk. anything. You have no idea what it is. It might even be hip hop. Who so, knows? Um, that's going to be an installment coming soon, as yeah, well as let, the repeat artist. Yeah. So let us know what you think soon. about that. We'd we'd love to hear. We would love for anybody to comment on this. So, uh, do you have any uh, tasting notes on your beverage? It, you know what? Disappointingly, it stayed the same. Um, let me take one more sip of mine. Mine's, mine's pretty warm by now, so I can get a. Well, it's not warm; it's warmer because it's still pretty chilly compared to air temp. But yeah, let me get another sip just to see what I think. Okay. Hmm. It's good. Um. You know what? Why don't we do the old switcheroo? Let's do a switcheroo. I'd um, like to try. Let, your let beer me again. let me give my my final des- description real quick. I I think I like it better than I did at the beginning of the episode. Um, okay. It's not as tart and sour as I thought it was earlier, but it's it's still up there. Don't get me wrong. Um. And it's not. Oh, as it's like, much warmer now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I like those Belgian like this, the Belgian yeast flavor is not coming in super yeah, strong. Yeah, no, no, for Belgian no, dark ale. I wouldn't say it's a Belgian dark ale. That's, that, that's what they're saying. But also, I aged this for two years. That's true. It's really mellowed out. All those like really pungent Belgian yeast flavors have gone away. I mean, and I think that might have done this some some good for it to have in there. Yeah, it's really really smooth. Yeah, like the molasses is very present. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's not good. my favorite, but I like it. It's not bad, though. It's got that sweet tartness to it, but I like it. So what do you say we uh, we go back to the old cheers and give this one more... Let's sip it down. Sounds down into good. the bellies. All right, let's say the magic word again. Hey, and go ahead and, and say it along with us. If, yeah. if you guys are drinking a beer and listening, say it with us. Yeah. If you're driving onto work, don't say it. 
Don't don't have a beer at, while you're driving. Please. If you're at work, don't have a beer. If you're babysitting some kids, don't have a beer. Unless you're in the state of Tennessee where it's illegal for the passenger to, dr- to drink while driving. Yeah, but if you're going to work, don't drink. If it's a nice weeknight and you're imbibing with us, then cheer. say the magic words. I'm sure if you've heard our episodes, you know the word before. We even said it at the beginning of this episode, so say it along with us. And with that sip, I finished the beer. Nice. Delicious. Not my favorite, like I said, but pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of liked that one. Um, Would you get it again? No. No? I like it, but it's a one-time thing for me. Okay. Um, What about you? I would get it again because it's $5 for a bomber. (sighs) And it tastes pretty good. I can't argue the price point. But, okay. Here's the situation. If I'm at a liquor store and I see this beer, the Abita Shotgun Double IPA, and some other IPA maybe by Stone, the Stone one is only a couple bucks more, I'll go for the Stone. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. I, I think I'd agree with you there. Yeah. So it was good, but not good enough to choose over a better beer that costs more. Agreed. You know? So, so, you know what? Why don't we uh, uh, recommend, recommend some albums. albums for next week? Yeah. Here, I'm going to give you... two weeks. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend an album by the band Rancid. Oh! Another uh, legendary punk rock band. Nice. I've, I've been wanting to listen to some more Rancid. So. I've got some, some favorite Rancid albums, but I'm going to do this along the lines of the No Effects album that I recommended the for you. The one that I'm going to go with the, the defining Rancid album, which is... Okay. And it's, it's dot, dot, dot... And out came the wolves. Okay, nice. And I know you isn't know the, at least one or two isn't songs that the off one of there. With it's the, got Maxwell Murder and man, Maxwell Murder. Yeah, that's a great song. And Time Bomb. Oh, Time Bomb! I love that song too. But that's fine. I don't so know. I Jesse, don't know much know, else. Jesse knows two songs off of that album and no more. Um. So I'm going to recommend an album by a very iconic band, which is. It begins with the letter U. U2? U2. That's that's know, what's up. I only know a few other bands that start with U, like Unwritten Law, but I don't think you know them. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but this album is by U2. Um, it came out recently. Um, not the free one on iTunes, because I know you got that free, and, and you already, you already listened to, listen to it, yes. so I won't recommend that for you. Okay. Um, but it's their album, No Line on the Horizon. Uh-huh. It came out, I think, in like 2014. Okay, that's, that's pretty It's recent. so good. And the one it, with the party boots? Yes. I know that and song, it, but I don't know anything else. It really else the showcases their ability to adapt with like changing their changing music. The times, yeah. The music. Changing with the times. There's like no yeah. effects. Yeah. And I mean no effects hasn't changed too much. Well, maybe they have. I haven't listened to much of their later stuff. Yeah, they have. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I recommend for you. No line on the horizon by you two. And We've already finished our beers, so it's it's been a good. Uh, this is this is the end of the burp tally, everybody. So, so let's, let's, let's see what count happened. it up. Jesse has. I can already tell I lost by Jesse only had, two. I lost by two. You had nineteen belches. Wait, wait. wait. Oh no no no! <coughs> you had. There's one more. All right, I'll give you that one. You had right, fifteen well, no, belches. I, I lost by one. I had sixteen belches. Yeah. Which means that me, Steve and Johnston, is the 16. the new proud owner. Of Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, the comic book from Free Comic, comic Book Day. I'm yeah. glad I won that. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna dude, read. That I'm was up that. for grabs. Either of us could have had that. It's true because you've won in the past, I've won in the past. Who knows? That's true. You won the chocolate bar, I won the free beer. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I've. Uh... We both won free beers, let's be honest. We owe each other beer somewhere. We'll do it in oh, the future. Oh, yeah, well. We just kind of buy each other beers all the time. Yeah. That's about it. But anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it would mean the world to us if you took our podcast and shared it with your friends. Yeah, I mean, Your hey, coworkers, family, whatever. If you enjoy this new setting where it's only an hour long, share it. Think of who else might enjoy this and share it with them. Maybe somebody drives to work and it's an hour long drive. Which sounds terrible unless you have a yeah. podcast to listen to. Exactly. A podcast to listen to on the way to work. Unless you have a podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Tree fitty. <laughs> Tree fitty. <laughs> uh, so I saw a rock monster. And I told him. And he said, 
Oh, give me free fitty. And she says, Oh, here, I have two fitty right here. <laughs> oh, man, that's good stuff. Oh, man. Anyways, thanks for listening. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And thank you again for listening into our 13th episode of American Brews and Tunes. Peace. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beebity-day.